everybody. Welcome to episode 26 of the Answers Podcast. My name is Morgan Erzo, here with my co-host, Jordan Officio and Cleveland's daddy, trash bag, Sam, hashtag free Samantha James. Hi, guys. What's up? <laughs> What's going on, everyone? How was your Victory Monday? Let's talk about it. Actually, not bad. It felt like a proper Victory Monday. Finally, right? It mm-hmm. finally felt like, okay, we, we kind of deserve this today. Like yeah. nothing, nothing super. I mean, yes, we did have some injuries yesterday and we will get into that mm-hmm. later in the episode, but nothing like season changing except yeah. Cleveland is back in the basement where they belong. Courtesy Ooh. of big daddy, Ben Roethlisberger. Trash bag. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sam is wearing. Sam, tell us what you're wearing. Who are you wearing tonight? I'm Cleveland. <laughs> I'm Cleveland's daddy. This is Cleveland, which is just the whole trash bag. It's designer. You guys can find it linked in our Yinzer store after this. It's hefty. <laughs> I'm obsessed with you. I today, guys, saw the most hilarious thing. The Rich Eisen show. Cam. Hayward called in to the Rich Eisen show today and said, do you guys remember this past week when we saw Ben Roethlisberger wearing those USC gloves and everyone was like, is he trolling Mike Tomlin? Like, what is this? Cam Hayward called into Rich Eisen today and confirmed that Big Ben has been trolling Mike Tomlin every day at practice, wearing USC gloves, trying to get oh the goodness. USC fight song played during practice. I mean, I think that's hilarious. That. I died. Mm-hmm. I think that's so funny. I really wish we had footage of all that because I can just, I mean, like being at that celebrity softball game, you just know how funny some of these players are. So I cannot even imagine how funny it is in person. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. I just think like, I love to see our quarterback, our everyone hammers this home like all the time. Our 39 year old quarterback still having fun at practice Mm -hmm. at the expense of the head coach. I love when our guys have fun. Like that means things are good. Yes. You know, we've had Mm -hmm. so many, we had a couple years of serious locker room issues. So it's like really nice to see everyone just along. I just love it. (laughs) Um, Let's jump right into a game recap. Uh, from Sunday, big, huge game in Cleveland, especially mm-hmm. considering the fact that going into this season, 99% of NFL analysts were saying Cleveland is a Super Bowl contender, likely winner of the AFC um, and almost certified winner of the AFC North. So mm-hmm. going into Cleveland and taking home a dub without a kicker, let that mm-hmm. sink in taking away the entire ability to score between the uprights without a kicker Mm -hmm. and winning. I mean, let's talk about it. It was a pretty good game for for the most part. You know, there were moments and there were things and it was a slow start for sure. Like always. Like always, but (laughs) slow start, solid finish. That's what she said. I think that that is kind of... (laughs) you know, the, the way that I always prefer it to go. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, the, the Steelers did finally seem to look like they knew what they were doing with the exception again, of a couple of instances throughout the game, like the offense was kind of clicking 
and it freaked me out because I didn't know how to process that information. Have I jumped into another dimension? What is yeah. going on? Yeah. It was it was strange, but very very unlike the win against the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. This felt this felt like I was convinced like we deserve to win that game. Yeah. Full stop. I totally agree. Sam? I can't even tell you guys. Well, I'm sure I can't tell you guys the emotions I went through during that game. I drove an hour to my parents' house to watch it. Like I was on on the floor at points of it, screaming. I'm pretty sure I flipped off Miles Garrett every time he came onto my screen. My dad was sitting there just like, what is this psychopath in my house and why is she screaming the F word every 10 seconds? You're like, so, you did this, dad. This yes. Product my mom would walk in and she's like, oh, the Browns? She's like, I get it. Okay. She just left the room and was like, I'm leaving you two in here. Always the stupid Browns. Always the stupid Browns. She was like, I, but I was just like, I just want nice things. I just want the Steelers to beat the Browns. We could honestly lose every single other game. As long as we win, beat the Browns twice a year, I'd be happy. That's how much I hate that team. Terrible. Yeah. They're the worst. I mean, they're the worst. It, and it's grown. It used to be the Ravens. It used to be I couldn't stand the Ravens. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know if it is my involvement in Steelers Twitter, where the uh, where Browns fans just love to infiltrate and just talk mad shit. Um, but it's just grown to such a level. I don't know if it was the the Miles Garrett hit on Mason Rudolph, mm. like. The Denzel Ward stuff and, you know, Mm -hmm. everything that has gone down between these two teams in the past couple of years. Um, But, you know, we talked about this last week. They're finally catching up a little like slowly but surely to uh, be able to compete in the AFC North, which is nice. I mean, we want to play good Mm -hmm. teams because we want to beat good teams. So that's right. We saw a slow start from the defense. Uh, Cleveland marched on the field, 13 plays, 63 yards, six minutes and 51 seconds off the clock. That is the most staggering stat out of that entire stat line I just read Mm -hmm. on their opening drive. I mean, it felt very debilitating until that final like moment where the defense finally decided to do something and yeah, not right. let them get into the end zone. That felt like a victory in and of itself. The fact that they mm-hmm. finally, when it mattered, kept them out of the, of the end zone. That was yeah. honest to God. I could not believe that they kept them to a field goal after Same. the way Cleveland just with ease mm-hmm. took the ball cheese. down the field. Yeah. It was insane. You're yeah. so right. It was, it was shocking. I did not expect it. It felt like a a little victory. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Literally. Just three points. At the end of it, I was like, okay, it was just a field goal. Like, I was happy. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's just a field goal. Like, why? Same thing. Just, like, utter shock. Like, we only held them to a field goal. Like, exactly. It was shocking. And I think they carried that momentum with them through Mm -hmm. the rest of the game. Like, not only on defense, but on offense, too. The fact that they were like, okay, cool. We didn't let them run away with it from the very first drive again, like Cleveland fans so lovingly enjoy reminding us of that fateful game back in January. Like it it was just a totally different feel with the exception of that, maybe like the six minutes and 40 seconds that the drive started, like the last 10 seconds, it was like 
switch flipped. There was just very little aggression on the part of the defense, which is the last mm-hmm. thing that you look for when you're looking at a Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Yeah. You need them to be aggressive um, up front, especially. Um, and so it was nice to see them able to hold Cleveland to three points at that mm-hmm. juncture. What was mm-hmm. your favorite thing out of everything that happened on Sunday? What was your favorite thing about that game? Probably that Pat Fryermuth touchdown. Oh, I was going to say that one. Because that, that was a good moment. My dad was in there, like I said, and he was like, that wasn't a touchdown. His feet weren't in. I was like, Dad, be positive. His feet were in. His feet were in. He was like, I don't know. I don't think so. And so I was like, impressive. Like, got mm-hmm. those got those toes in. Yeah, I, th- I think his involvement, Pat's involvement in the red zone was super exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. And then... Even just the amount of the way that the Steelers controlled the game on the ground, I would say that was second, my second favorite thing to that touchdown. Like they, they stuck with the run game, mm-hmm. which I, was in part thanks to the offensive line, weirdly enough, but yeah. also Najee's ability to just ball out like it nausea Harris. Oh. oh my gosh i mean it, it's amazing because you look at cleveland and they are mm-hmm. the most prolific run offense in the entire league and granted there is no kareem hunt but nick chubb is a phenomenal mm. runner he is and that was the number one concern going into cleveland was how do we yep. contain nick chubb how do we control this run game in Cleveland and we were able to hold Nick Chubb, one of the best runners in the leagues consistently Mm -hmm. to to 61 yards on 16 carries. That's 3.8 yards per carry. That is well below his average for this year. I mean, that is a point that I love to look at and just be like, okay, so like, Mm -hmm. yes, we're down Tyson Alawalu. Yes. We don't have Stefan to it. We have suffered significant injury on that side of the ball, but mm-hmm. we're still able to control uh, the run game when it comes to these dominant yeah. running teams. And so that's really awesome. My favorite thing personally, Cam Hayward's dominance absolutely mm-hmm. persists. He passed Joey Porter for the fifth most career sacks in Steelers history on Sunday. That's phenomenal. He is solidifying yep. his place in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, And also – Honestly, guys, one of my favorite things, and this has nothing to do with the game, but the Browns players begging the crowd to make noise during that game was the most insane thing I have ever seen. Like, they were begging, like, might as well have held up a sign. Oh, my God. Please help. We'll play well for (laughs) cheers. Like, it was, I was dying laughing. And then patting the air to get them to be quiet on offense. Oh, yeah. I was like... I guess Baker's tweet begging everyone to be really loud didn't work enough, and you guys have to embarrass yourselves oh on national television. Imagine it's having terrible. to ask your fan base to the A, noise. even do that, B, do it at home, and C, right. against mm-hmm. a, a against division rival. rival. Yeah. Like, make it make sense. It doesn't. There's no way to doesn't. make that make sense. Speaking of so, which, yeah. go ahead. What were you going to say? It's just so great because, you know, if 
Cleveland had won, the Browns for sure would have been going to the Super Bowl. But because mm-hmm. they lost to Pittsburgh at home, season's over. Like from <laughs> right. all the tweets from all the tweets I saw today or haven't seen at all, I guess. Yep. It's like, oh, we're yeah, rebuilding they have been again. MIA. Yeah, it's it's just been quiet. It's been quiet. Real quiet in Cleveland. Uh, favorite things, yes, we went over those. What about least favorite? What was your <coughs> absolute what did you hate that happened on Sunday? I have a feeling we're all gonna agree we're on the least favorite. We're all gonna thing. say the um, same thing. Yeah, that's there's damn no way. fake kick. What the fuck was that? I oh, out of all. Okay, hold on one second. I'm gonna get on my soapbox. Do it. Out of Go. all of the moments for Mike Tomlin to get ballsy and go for it on fourth down, he's gonna do a fake field goal with our one and only precious pro bowl caliber kicker put him out there as a passer and have like obviously he wasn't expecting him to get hit in the head which is drilled but my god why if you're gonna go for it go for it like don't do this cutesy little nonsense and especially not when you're in the red like what the logic Talk about make it make sense. There's no logic behind that. Fourth and inches. Nah, we're just going to send the punt team out there and they can deal with it. Fourth and one. Eh, we don't trust anybody. We're just going to punt it. Fourth and four, whatever the hell it was. Why don't we let Boz take a shot at the end zone? (laughs) I'm so Ah! Jordan. Jordan, you are speaking my language. We are sitting here agreeing with everything you have to say. Sam, what do you take away from that? To just add on to it, because that was so horrific, it was made even worse by the officials, which I would just like to say, Mm -hmm. I don't know how the NFL, being the industry it is, I mean, this was the worst officiated game I have seen. And that's saying a lot because that bar is fucking low. Okay. The fucking player gets drilled in the head and you don't call anything. He's concussed and you don't call anything. He's a And then later, I mean, at least if you're going to make bad calls, if you're going to make no calls, at least be consistent because you're going to go roughing the passer on Baker on that soft ass hit Mm -hmm. later in the game. And then you're going to pick up a flag after someone lays on top of Ben Roethlisberger. Really? Uh With force. With force. Yeah. Dude. I mean, it, it could not have been more obvious that those officials, Ed Hockley's precious son, Sean, we should not be surprised, Yeah, made it's terrible garbage. Browns favoring calls. And that sure. is, it just goes to show how, more, how much more amazing yesterday's win actually is mm-hmm. and how much more meaningful it is because not only did the Pittsburgh Steelers go into Cleveland and beat the contending Browns, they yep. beat the officials as well. So, yep. mm-hmm. and quite honestly, beat themselves a few times. We'll get into yeah, that. They did. Yeah. But let's talk about that fake kick just a little bit longer. Gene Steratore came on Twitter after the officials refused to throw a flag mm-hmm. on that hit, that late ass helmet to helmet hit on Chris Boswell that put him out of the game, that gave him a concussion. And Gene Steratore made it clear on Twitter that that was a huge fucking mistake mm-hmm. yeah when is the league gonna start punishing the referees 
for making for missing calls mm-hmm. and ultimately changing errors. the course of a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, at this point, <laughs> you cannot look at yesterday's game with all the calls, all the things that were called, and we'll talk about the offensive line stuff in a little bit, mm-hmm. and say that the officials did not have a significant bearing on the outcome of that game. Right. Yep. Say it. Right, because there were so many moments that it was, it, it didn't it didn't even compute what they were calling. There were holds that they called on the Steelers' offensive line that I thought, "What? Right. You're yeah. going to call that? What?" Right. And it's just there. It just further proves the disconnect of the league that they they would rather change the rules of the game, as in experimenting with challenging pass interference as opposed to just punishing these these people who are doing their jobs really poorly yeah it's like you're their employer oh my god set the standards so that they can rise to it or fire them like it's 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 not that difficult and i don't know why they make it it's really not and if you choose to fine a player for wearing the wrong cleats but you can't find a referee or make him sit out a weekend with no pay because he screws up the entire course of a game and ultimately Mm -hmm. determines who wins it. What? That's a joke. If refs were fined for bad calls, the same way that players are fined for speaking out about horrible fucking officiating, I guarantee there would be less horrible calls. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Hold them accountable. But no, right. it's too hard. Roger Goodell wants to worry about bullshit that doesn't uh, matter, like what someone's wearing. Yep. Or if someone smokes weed, and, and I won't even get into that. But like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Um, the kick itself, I mean, we've already talked about this. The, I mean, the kick decision itself. The decision to not yeah. kick. Stupid. Um, we I mean, I couldn't we drink. disagree more with that call. Yeah, let's all drink mm-hmm. to, like mm-hmm. in remembrance of the terrible decision. Um, Sorry, Boswell. Had, we yeah. are so sorry. I spoke to him today. Mm-hmm. He is in good spirits. So that's great news. But mm-hmm. he did come out of the game with a concussion. We weren't able to kick for the entire game. Ultimately, if we had lost that game, I would have placed the blame solely on the shoulders of Mike Tomlin. You cannot mm-hmm. convince me otherwise. You can't. Right. Because when you know the game's going to be that close, because you know you're going up against an insane defense, yeah. an insane offense, you take mm-hmm. the points. You take the points. It's a rivalry. Yep. Mm-hmm. Take the points. Mm-hmm. Period. Yep. I get it. You've when been we called were out for not being ballsy this year. But like Jordan said, that's mm-hmm. that's the decision you make. I can't. I can't. Sam, go ahead. That's when you do it. It's yep. just, it's mind-blowing. I, yeah. at one point after Basel was hurt and we were trailing by, by less than a field goal, I was like, we should be up three points right now. We should be up three points and we're not because we can't even kick a field goal now. And so thank Mm -hmm. God we did win. And I mean, I don't know. I'm glad that we play Monday night this week. So that gives Boswell more time to hopefully recover. Mm -hmm. But who's to say that who's to say that he doesn't even play on Monday? Like, you don't need a kicker. Right. And with concussion protocol, you never know, guys. Some guys stay in that protocol for two weeks. So even if he's feeling Mm -hmm. great, if he's not passing through protocol at the rate they expect him or want him to, then he's going to sit Monday. And then what do we do? We sign a kicker for a week. I don't know what the, I don't know what happens in that scenario. Yeah, I saw that the reason they didn't have Presley Harvin kicking is because they were scared that he was going to hit Ben. He was going to kick Ben's 
fingers because apparently Ben is fingers. the replacement holder. Oh he, my ben god, is the what a mess! Holder, but like, listen, oh, Tomlin, like. Guys, it's just who may have been the back the backup oh replacement holder. I feel like it's for I feel like it's for scenarios where like maybe you're gonna fake anyway, so you have Ben be the holder, and then you know I, I don't that, know. But if we're gonna do that, like put I I don't love the guy, but like put Mason Rudolph in there as the holder, and then right, maybe yeah. think about faking it, like somebody that's on our team, like on the Look roster right playing. I am offended. All right, moving on. Let's talk about positive stuff because yesterday was a win and there's so much to be excited about. Improvements on offense. Y'all, I'm talking about the rookies coming up big, Najee, Pat Fryermuth, creative play calling. Mm-hmm. I know that we have been uh-huh. hard on Matt Canada, but finally we saw some stuff from him that really, really worked. That play, the jet sweep to Anthony McFarland that got oh, called back because of James Washington's God. penalty. Yes. The illegal block from James Washington. Mm-hmm. It would have been a touchdown anyway. He didn't need to make that block, but yep, you know, right. it, he threw the block. It is what it is, but that play was beautiful. And why we really didn't run it again the entire game doesn't make sense to me. Does not mm-hmm. compute. But that was, and I was so happy about that. We yeah. saw that. We saw it passes up the middle. We saw mm-hmm. that fifty-three. The pass, the short middle pass to Deontay that went. I think it was a slant that went fifty-three yards. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. God, Claypool was more reliable. It was. Yeah, it was a good day feel? for the offense. It was a good day for it the was. offense. A part of what me feels bad because we were so upset with them which we we had every right to be but it's like yeah. there's so many rookie players on this team like I mm-hmm. I knew to expect and to take some time to click but it's trending upward thank god yeah it sure is yeah. they're starting to finally figure things out it right. seems like it yeah. doesn't mean that it will stay that way and I'm trying not to hold on to that too tightly because it it could change on a dime but mm-hmm. it it really is at least a little bit encouraging whenever you think about the way that our season was trending downward around this time last year. Like we, we peaked really early. Uh, I would argue in the first few games and then somehow we found a way to stay undefeated way longer than we should have (laughs) yeah absolute stupid luck but I I think there was a lot to build on from this game especially on the offense defense definitely needs to tighten up some of the screws but I I I was I actually had fun watching the offense multiple different times yesterday which again I like to reiterate that's a new feeling for me Within the last few years, like with this off with this group of people, that's right. I just it's don't something know what that to make we have of it. missed. We've missed it mm-hmm. since the Killer Bees days. We really, really have. Yeah. So that was, I that mean, was fun. seeing 
us commit a little bit, not fully, because that's one thing that pissed me off yesterday is that once we saw the run working, we kind of abandoned it again, especially mm-hmm. in the red zone. That's infuriating. Um, but seeing us commit to the run to a certain extent um, was refreshing seeing Claypool be more reliable as a um, mm-hmm. it, when yeah. he's in a catching, like when he's a catcher, when he is literally making contested catches, he made a few of those. He made a catch in a really mm-hmm. tight window that Ben just threaded that needle. It was beautiful. Um, yep. So we saw a lot of improvements on the offense, which is mm-hmm. like Sam said, trending in the right direction. Sam, what was your favorite thing on offense yesterday? Oh, besides um, Pat's catch, because you did already say I that. was going to just say, honestly, probably having Pat and honestly, Zach Gentry out there for, yes. I think, what did they do? 108 snaps, 110 snaps, somewhere in that range. Like we've been asking for that every week. Why are our tight ends not more involved? Why are they not more involved? So mm-hmm. like finally seeing that. Game yes. changer. Like they should have yep. been. And sorry, Eric Ebron, but you could stay on the bench. Eric I, Ebron could not like what he saw yesterday. I'll be no honest way. with mm-hmm. you. He sh- and yeah. he shouldn't like what he saw. And maybe that'll light a fire under his ass. And maybe he'll, you know, get on the jugs machine a little bit and kind of work that out. But it makes sense that we're seeing our tight ends out there more now that Juju is hurt. Um, mm-hmm. But I would love to see Canada really commit to that as well because it worked. It worked mm-hmm. against a really yes, good did. defense. It worked. Mm-hmm. Gentry was amazing too. He made some great catches. Yeah. So yep. big fan. Let's stuff. move on yeah. to the offensive line and the penalties. We made several <laughs> offensive penalties yesterday that absolutely destroyed momentum, killed drives. It's infuriating. I mm-hmm. will come out first and say that that penalty on Shooks for illegal formation is bullshit. Every yeah. single week, if you study how an offensive line will line up against a defensive line, you will see that alignment often. And it mm-hmm. very, very, very rarely gets called. So the refs were looking for every single opportunity to call someone out on that offensive line. Yep. And that was upsetting. But we did see him commit other penalties. So what else is yeah. new? Yeah. What else is new? He's penal- He's a penalty machine. I think, um, who else? Kevin Dotson got holding, I believe. Yeah. Dan yeah. Moore got bullied. Kendrick Green got mm. called for yeah, he holding did. twice. Yeah, I uh, think, honestly, it felt like every single guy on the line got called for holding at least once. It, I, it felt like that. I may be exaggerating now just because I've really blown the, the officiating situation out of proportion. But, yeah, it was uh, – it, it felt like there were no innocent parties on the offensive line yesterday that everybody did something stupid at one point. Everyone and, actively participated in flags. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I want in. I want to hold football yesterday. Hey, you guys want to see a dumb penalty? Hold my beer. You go. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just infuriating because it happens at the most inopportune times. Mm-hmm. Like, We've made, we made some good plays. Yes, drive killing. Like the, we at, on that yeah. second drive, the offensive line and James Washington did their part to effectively screw us out of seven points. 
Mm-hmm. And it is what it is. I will be the first to acknowledge that we definitely saw line execution improvements as the game went on. We saw them create some holes for Najee. That was mm-hmm. amazing because, again, like Jordan said, it's so fun to get excited about stuff. And, yeah. I mean, who really gets excited about an offensive line, offensive line's ability to create holes? Steelers fans. Uh, Steelers fans, yeah. yeah. We yeah. do. Yep. So, we've seen just how bad it can be. Right. I'm hoping any day now that banner is put into that uh, right tackle position and Mm -hmm. we're able to kind of move some guys around and figure Mm -hmm. out what works best. Um, But let's give credit where it's due. There was some improvement yesterday. So that was great. Um, I want to talk about next TJ Watt. And Miles Garrett, because yesterday, right before the game, Mike Tomlin said this game will be won and determined by the linebackers. Mm-hmm. Was it? I I don't know, because I feel like by T.J. Watt's standards, he had a relatively moderate day. It wasn't bad. He like he still was disruptive, but. I don't know. I wouldn't say necessarily. I don't know. I wouldn't say that the linebackers won the game. I feel like it was the offense that that won the game for the Steelers. Like just based on how they controlled the tempo, it it felt more like this was an offensive victory than a defensive victory. I but the defense came up with some pretty critical I mean, that 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 turnover on downs, Mm -hmm. the force fumble, the turnover on downs, both were huge. TJ Watt was heavily involved in that turnover on downs, which was monumental for our uh, momentum Mm -hmm. at that juncture. Mm -hmm. Um, He did have a half sack more than Miles Garrett against an offensive line Mm -hmm. that is far more athletic, far better at protecting the quarterback. Um. So I think the TJ Watt versus Miles Garrett argument, even Bill Cower said this in the post game, um, is was, you know, put in TJ's corner a little bit more after yesterday's game. Mm. Sam, what do you think? I mean, I have no nice things to say about Miles Garrett on any day of I mean, the week. Who does? But. Seeing Miles show up to that stadium, and I'm going to use the word cocky, Mm. and I mean, just being a douchebag, I guess. I mean, I think the costume, oh, it's funny, but you you knew what you were doing. Like, you're going to wear a cape with the name of every quarterback you've ever sacked, including Ben Roethlisberger's name on it, because you're trying to establish this is your home. Mm -hmm. I eat quarterbacks for dinner, blah, 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 blah. And you fucking lost. So suck it. Right. It's embarrassing. And uh, honestly, like, whatever. If that's what you want to do, like, cool, whatever. Do you. If you think it's funny, if you, it's going to hype your teammates up, do it. That's fine. But he kind of killed the joke, right? Because yeah. Yeah. He, did the whole, he did the whole, like, tombstones in his front yard thing. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. went viral. And you should have stopped there. Stop yeah. there, dude. You, you kind of killed the joke. It's like, it's not that funny. And yeah. the yeah. fact that. I mean, yes, you saw, you did sack Ben. What are you going to do? Add him to your cape twice? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Hold the L. 
it, it's just, you know, I'm not going to say Miles Garrett is not good. I think he's great. Yeah, he's great. I think yesterday TJ Watt was better. And if we're going to yes. say that the game was determined by linebackers, I would say we had the better linebackers. Yeah, so, we did. Speaking yeah, of linebackers, let's move on to our final segment and talk about <sighs> Mel- Melvin Ingram a little bit. We've talked enough about Cleveland. We felt we have these feel good emotions, you know, all out. It's been very cathartic. Let's talk about Melvin Ingram. He officially wants out of Pittsburgh, according to Aditi today and the past several days, to be honest with you. But she did confirm today that he he wants out. Kevin Colbert is stuck between a rock and a hard place because trying to figure out a good trade partner for Melvin Ingram at this juncture might be a little bit difficult. I know that mm-hmm. Denver, as of today, needs a linebacker, a linebacker. because they sent Von yeah. Miller to the Rams. Um, right. But I don't think that we should trade trade Melvin Ingram in the position that we're in right now, trade right. him for anything but a player. I don't mm-hmm. want to trade for a draft pick. Yeah. I don't. Right. I think that we're in this really solid position right now where things are really starting to click for this team. Let's go for it. Let's get an offensive yeah. mm-hmm. lineman, a veteran, someone who can come in and disrupt what's happening and make something, you know, make a difference on this team right mm-hmm. now. If we're trading away a depth piece, which is what he agreed to come into. Yeah. Like, it doesn't right, make that's, sense. That's the He's mind-blowing said- part. We had TJ Wan, Alex Highsmith. I don't know how you looked at that roster unless you just thought you were going to beat out Alex Highsmith, which he if did. you watched. Sam, like, that's what he said today. He said he uh, thinks that he is better than Alex Highsmith. And he's not. Listen. He's not. Dude. I think he's good, but Alex Highsmith is a guy we invested draft capital in. If yeah. you mm-hmm. understand anything about the business of football, that's how that works. Yeah. And he's not. Yeah. Alex Highsmith is a second year player who is really starting to establish himself, made some amazing mm-hmm. plays yesterday. He's had some struggles, but he hasn't been healthy this year. His yeah. ceiling is so high. If he So can- high. If he can get to a point where he is effectively setting the edge, and I believe that he can, he Mm -hmm. is going to be lights out in this league for a long time. So why, Melvin Ingram, who agreed to come in as a depth piece, do you now think that you should be starting over someone that we drafted and told he would be the starter this year? And he he has done nothing to play away the starting position. Mm Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate and it's, it's really disappointing because it is, it it added so much depth to that, that space on the field, but I'm absolutely in agreement. Like you, you need somebody now if, if we're going to lose a player in the middle of the season you you best get something good mm-hmm. in return. Like, dude, this yeah. is not an investment. Like, you, because you didn't get Melvin Ingram as an investment. You got him mm. as somebody who could help the team now. And we need to get something back for yeah. for him. So I like I don't I don't even want to see like don't don't try to. I think people are like hoping that maybe we'll get a quarterback. No, we don't need a quarterback right now. Like let's, let's get somebody for the line. Let's uh, secondary help. Maybe anything that they can, they can bring back in for right now that I don't know. I, but it is, it's unfortunate. And it seems like everything that he said coming to the team 
just was like lip service because mm-hmm. he knew it's what people wanted to hear. So he was like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know what I'm getting myself into. It's fine. Blah, blah, blah. And all the while was like, now nah, I'm going to be a starter. Cause I'm just that good. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. I hope if, if that's what you want, I, I hope that you find success or something somewhere else, but yeah, the, if you don't want to be here, then okay. Go Bye. I do not disagree. I think that if he wants out, we find a way to get him out. What does yeah. Ben Tomlin say? Volunteers. Volunteers. Hostages? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's right. All right, guys. Let's wrap this thing up. It has been extremely real, as Ooh. always, especially on this Victory Monday. We're all so excited that you were joining us. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Yenzers and Instagram at Yenzers Official. And... Don't forget to subscribe so we can keep it every week. We will see you next Tuesday for another episode of The Enzo's. Bye, guys. Bye guys.